Hi guys, welcome back to the Tone Deaf Hippies. I'm your host, Sulema Wagner, and um, I know we haven't done one of these in a while, but um, we're finally trying to get back at it. Uh, welcome to our Halloween episode. Tonight, I'm going to have um, a very, well, I have a very special uh, guest co-host. <laughs> I said ghost host. Hey guys, this is Angie joining you guys again for this fun Halloween session. Hopefully you guys have fun with us as we go through a couple of like ghoulish, you know, music and stories and all that good stuff. Well, hopefully we have a, a few songs that, you know, um, we want to talk about Halloween songs. I don't know. I was telling, uh, you know, Angie. <laughs> I was gonna say the other super new. I was gonna say her superhero <laughs> private Batman name. Nobody's supposed to know my secret identity. <laughs> so we will talk to her as Angie. Uh, so I was telling Angie, you know, hey, let's pick out some songs, some Halloween songs to talk about on the podcast. And uh, I was telling her, yeah, I've, I've made a Halloween amazon playlist you know how like everyone starts putting on you know as soon as halloween's over they start with all the christmas music and everything and we're gonna have to hear that till like you know christmas eve starting the day after let me tell you this this is actually the first time i've ever heard of someone having a Halloween Are you serious? playlist. Yes. I mean, no one else. You have never heard of anybody no, else say, like, I no. have a Halloween playlist. No. Am I the only one? Yes. No, there's a, I can't be because on Amazon Music, there's already a Halloween playlist. So there's somebody out there as weird as me that is making a Halloween playlist of all their favorite Halloween fall songs and rocking out till, like, well, I mean, I know, October that. 31st. But still, it's like, whoa, wait, there's actually a playlist? Like, I don't think I could sit there and listen to, like, the Monster Mash all no, of October. No, well, I don't, I don't just have Monster Mash on there. It's, you know, of course I have Monster Mash and, and Thriller and, uh, but you know, did, all the classics. <laughs> how did these become, like, Halloween playlist songs? Tell me about that. Like, um, what made you say, oh, this would be perfect for me to listen to on, like, Halloween's Eve or whatever. I don't know. I've always been like super weird about music. I I always wake up and it's whatever I'm in the mood for that day that it it could be salsa, it could be merengue, it could be rock, it could be just etc. It could be country, you know, anything. And, um, you know, I always saw that like as soon as Halloween ended, they would always start the Christmas music and it would be until and I love Christmas music. Don't get me wrong. But after a while, like it just gets too much because they started so early in the year, you know? Yeah. Like well, they started no, like the day like after. <laughs> yeah. November 1st. They started like November 1st. Yeah. Like uh, this morning when you talked to me about um, the podcast for tonight. And you sent me the list of the songs. I was like, whoa, I wouldn't have even thought about that song. Really? Um, Yeah. You had a couple of great ones, which we might be talking about now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wanted to thank you for introducing that to me. Because now, (laughs) Now next year, I will be like, yo, let me bust out my Halloween playlist (laughs) for you guys. (laughs) Seriously. Exactly. Well, glad to help because I don't know. I I think I just started that maybe... um, 
Mm, I don't know. It's been a while, but maybe I got into it really like 10 years ago, maybe around there, where I would just, we would always, Derek and I would always watch Halloween or scary movies starting, actually we started early, we started in September to celebrate for my birthday, but, and since we have so many scary movies, we start in September and all the month of October. Um, and then I was like, why can't I do that with music? You know, there's there's yeah. Christmas music, there's Christmas playlists. So, you know, there's always um, all the, you know, Highway to Hell and everything, you know, like all there's a lot of old music that has always kind of been spooky or talking about the devil or witchcraft or Halloween or whatever, you know. Well, funny that you would <laughs> mention that because... Um, you know, like the whole witchcraft type of thing and like mystical creatures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking into Black Magic Woman, which is actually known by Santana. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of like the musical part, not necessarily the the songwriting part, because it was actually uh, Peter Green from Fleetwood Mac that originally wrote Black Magic Woman back in 1968. Wow. Right. Okay. Um, but Santana kind of like made it into their own flair, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that Latin beat, Afro beat. Yes, you know, that yes, he has that. Made that it sexy. Guitar to, yeah. Made it sexy to where you're like, oh, wow, okay, what's this song about, mm-hmm. you know? And of course, it has its controversies as any song would, right? How so? Um, well, some people believe it's a love song. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy is like, oh, Blagic Woman, I want some of that, you know. Okay. But you could also look at it in a, I guess, like a scarier way. More like she's bewitching him. Yeah, you know? that, that's how I would always see it. Like right? she has him under her spell, right? Yes, so, which is part of the right. lyrics. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, I could see how it's like Halloween heading toward that, you know, like witchcraft or spells. <sighs> Um, you know, the name in itself, Black Magic, which mm-hmm. some people believe in, uh, Santeria and all that. Right. Um, so I, I love that, that some of the songs on these playlists is not necessarily bad or, you know, talking about the devil. It's like to everybody's own interpretation of what it right. is. And I like that, you know, because that's what I mean by, okay, now I'm going to have this playlist is going to be fun. I listen Mm -hmm. to all these songs and look at it in a whole different way, Mm -hmm. not just, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, it's about love. No, well, what is it about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, because I get it. Like, it is about love. Like, she might not be an actual witch, an Uh actual magic, but it's... He feels so in love with her, so hypnotized by her beauty that he feels like bewitched by right right or, or like, like using, her love and her beauty. using her tricks right and magic her women what is it the women wild for her right yeah women, yeah, yeah. So, so i think that's that's kind of yeah i get that like he's not really saying that she's an actual witch right. or anything right <laughs> well or that she did you know voodoo or black magic santana if you listen to this podcast <laughs> and you want to you know elaborate on right. what you were really clarify a couple of things go ahead and contact us <laughs> well what's one of the songs on your playlist that you love listening to um well 
you know, I, I have a lot. Well, my entire playlist, obviously, I like it because if it's on the playlist, which I made it, right. then obviously I like it. Um, but I do have a couple of favorites that I kind of consider them like classics because I, I, you know, I do have obviously some songs that are like by Katy Perry and everything that yeah, are a little bit like more that had just come out. Even yeah. like the, you know, Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish, you know, something that's a little bit, you know, more recent. Like now. Right. <laughs> I have that, obviously. But I still do have like the Jeepers Creepers and... um and so I'm going to talk about that one first. So I have uh, Jeepers Creepers. Um, I like the version because it's been covered over and over. That song has, it's it's a classic. It's a super old song. It was actually written in 1938. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a really, really old jazz orchestra song. Uh, and it's been covered a lot. But um if you go on online and everything, because I had to do a little bit of digging and stuff. And if you go online, it always kind of credits uh, Louis Armstrong for um, being the first person to sing the song. And they're actually wrong because the version that I like is written by Ethel. Well, not written. Sorry. Sang by Ethel Waters. It was written by a Johnny Mercer. I don't really know his work, so that's why I said uh, Johnny Mercer. Um, but uh, he asked Ethel Waters and her orchestra to sing it first. She sang it in 1938. The song was actually written for a, a movie. So it was like the movie was first done and stuff. And then they asked him, hey, would you write a song? The, the intro song. And I'm sorry, it. she's a jazz Yes, a jazz musician back in the 30s. Okay. Um, She's African-American. I'm sorry, was African-American. She was obviously in the 30s, so she's no longer around. Um, But she was African-American. I mean, that would be cool. (laughs) And she did it in 1938. But then for some reason, when they were going to do the movie, they asked, maybe because he was a little bit more popular than her, obviously, at that time, they asked Louis Armstrong. Um, excuse me, hold on. Sorry about that. <laughs> I had to take a drink. Okay, so they also asked Louis Armstrong in if he would sing the song too. And he sang it around 1939. They're still doing the editing for the movie and all that. And they used him instead. Ah. Of course, a man. Over a woman, no, nothing against Louis Armstrong. I love jazz and I love Louis Armstrong. So um, they chose his version and maybe that's why he's kind of accredited to being like the first person Person to sing That performed it. Okay. Exactly. But Ethel Waters did record it in 1938, even though they didn't use her version. Oh, okay. So technically she still did sing it before Louis Armstrong, you know. It was just that they used Louis' version for the movie. Do you know um, what movie that it was recorded um, for? Yeah, the movie was called Going Places. It's a 30s movie. I've never seen it. Um, but it did win Academy Award for Best Original Song when the movie came out and everything. So, um, But that went to Louis Armstrong. But um, I found really interesting information about this uh, song actually so 
In the 1930s, Hollywood uh, black actors and singers were not allowed to be filmed singing to each other or on camera, obviously, because it was the 30s and uh, they wouldn't let them do that on camera. So they asked Louis Armstrong to like sing it. I guess like in a recording studio or something like that and that they would just play it, you know, and put it in the movie. Right. Okay. Um, but like in a private like unfortunately because he was African American, it was in like this barn type oh. of thing. It wasn't okay. even like a recording studio or anything. So um he kinda says that or on the information that I that I find, um, he kinda says that he was actually singing to a racehorse named Jeepers Creepers and then kind of changed that in the song, which I don't know if that's really true because, like I said, Ethel Waters sang this song before him and she says Jeepers Creepers, too. So I could I could believe the whole thing that he wasn't allowed to sing it on um on film or in front of uh, white audiences or anything like that. But I don't know if I believe the whole thing that it was a racehorse named Jeepers Creepers because that was already kind of in the song. You know what I mean? Like True. But I mean, the, I don't know. The, the movie they used the song for was actually about a racehorse. Mm, I didn't Google the movie, so I didn't check it out. Did you look yeah. that up? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And it is the name of basically uh, one the of the race horses. horse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's but what it is. But now that See? you bring that up, I might say, hmm, yeah, it's a cover right? up. It's a cover up. Right? Because it's like, <laughs> well, how did she sing it before 1938? The movie didn't come out till 1939. Yeah. That's when Louis Armstrong did, like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I could kind of see that maybe the song was written first, then they made the movie, and then, you know, and then he sang to this. I don't know. I don't know. But I just kind of found it interesting. I guess it's also Jeepers Creepers is supposed to be, like, a phrase, a men's oath for Jesus Christ. Which a men's oath is like supposed to be when you do a phrase um, that stands for something and you use the the letters from it, but they're like jumbled up or some. I don't, you know, you gotta look more into. It. I didn't really look into that that much, but it it's just all kind of weird. I don't know. It was just like a lot of weird information for this uh, song, so I kind of. Thought it added a little bit of creepiness to the song anyway, as it is. Because if you hear it, you know, it's like a 1930 song. So it's all crackly and old timey. Like, you, get, you know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like, it's creepy and it's as, it creepy is. as it is. Yeah. Yes. So, and the jazzy and the voice and just, I don't know. I love it. I love it. It's so creepy. And it was, uh, you know, it was used in, um, and uh, the movie Jeepers Creepers, which is a horror movie, I don't know that came out maybe in two thousand eight or somewhere, or probably before it that. Didn't, I it actually didn't, enjoy that. Yeah, movie. I actually like that movie. <laughs> it, you know, it. Um, I, what is his name? It had a. Uh, oh my goodness, the guy from Justin Long. Justin Long, I like Justin Long, and he was in. The <laughs> you find him? I think he's kind of cute. So, but anyway, that that's uh. <laughs> That's all I have on Jeepers Creepers, but I thought it was pretty interesting. 
Now, you know how you mentioned uh, Katy Perry and Billie Eilish and all the youngins and stuff? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites happens to be Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Now, recently, um, her album that she released uh, back in November 2020, uh, Pla- Plastic Hearts, has been on replay in my car with Kaylee and my Really? Son. Yeah, mm-hmm. she loves it. <clears throat> it has kind of like that 80s vibe, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I just want to enjoy. Ex- like... I wouldn't think that she would like uh, Miley Cyrus, though. Kaylee? I know, yeah. Okay, but let me She's tell you. She's all like hard rock. And like, come on. No, like, no, no. Miley but hold Cyrus. on. Uh-huh. This song is called Nightcrawling, mm-hmm. and it features none other than Billy Idol. His little sexy Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Now, I gotta okay. check that song out, then. Yes, it's okay. Re- okay, so it's very 80s vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminds me of like Flock of Seagulls type of stuff. Okay. You know? Okay. But the song itself sort of kind of tells you a story or you could interpret it rather kind of like the story of what Miley was kind of going through, you know, okay. um, with the whole like drug abuse, uh, booze, you know, and all that like fun and rock and roll type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> She actually um, gave an interview right at the release of um, Plastic Hearts mm-hmm. to Rolling Stones, um, where she actually talked about how far down the rabbit hole she had gone, you know, meaning the mm-hmm. whole drug use, right. alcohol abuse um, that she went through. And then, you know, in the song itself, hopefully you got to listen to it because it's mm-hmm. a really good song. Um some of the parts, it's like, you know, you got to listen when the devil's calling. Now, you can interpret that as to the drugs. Right, you know, right. The abuse like of the temptation. Drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's always, it's always there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course, she's been clean for, you know, about a year or whatever. Congratulations to her. Miley, I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is she like sober just from drugs or alcohol too? I want to say drugs and alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Miley. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but no, going back to the song, um, you know, it kind of gives you like the dark and the light, mm-hmm. which I really like um, that I would add to my Halloween playlist because it's still a fun, upbeat song, you know, but it still kind of illustrates that whole at the end of the day at 2 a.m. in the morning, you do sort of kind of have like these demons coming for you. Yeah. Something that you've dealt with and are trying to overcome. Um, Not that that's what the song highlights, you know, but to me, that's sort of kind of what led me to listen to that song and enjoy that song. And Billy Idol's fucking hot, even though he's like a million years old. He's really not. He's like 60 something. But I'm like, bro, you could totally get it. But, you know. No, he's he's good. So, I mean, she always does. Um, she's always really lucky to do really good duets. Like she did one with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I love that song that she did with Stevie Nicks. <laughs> well, it's the like cover, the rem- right? Like, well, it's, it's the remix. remake of, of Edge of Seventeen, mm-hmm. you know? So it has like. A little bit of the words of Edge of Seventeen and then some of her words. And I was just so talking like, to you about also the cover that she did of Zombie by oh, the yeah, Cranberries. Oh, yeah, you were telling me that. I got to check that one out, yes. too. So, I mean, I like it because, like, she has that raspy voice, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it kind of grows on you after a while. At mm-hmm. first, you're like, whoa, what's going on, Miley? That's I, I not what I'm I do like that to. she has that twang in her voice because when she does the cover of, like, rock and roll classics, 
and she adds that little like country spin to it you know like yeah Yeah. i like it i like it so it's you know rock and roll originated from really from country so it's like (laughs) it goes it does yeah well she gives it her little flair mm -hmm. you know that makes it really miley's song or whatever right so i could appreciate that yeah well, I have, speaking of, of country, and I, I guess more like bluegrass or something, Ooh. my next song that I really, really love, um, it's The Devil Went Down to Georgia by uh, Charlie Daniels Band. Uh, near, near, near. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell I me. I love that song. I love that song. I don't know why. I, I really do. So it was released in 1971, and they uh, they say that it's, it's um well let me let me tell you first of all if for those of of you who haven't heard this song the devil went down to georgia um it's about a young man named johnny and uh he's an amazing fiddle player and so uh one day the devil goes down to georgia and (laughs) (laughs) no surprise there He goes down to Georgia and uh, he confronts Johnny and he's like, look, Johnny, I mean, I'm the best fiddle player ever. And he's like, no, 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 devil. Like, I'm the best. <laughs> fiddle. Like, calm down. I'm the best fiddle player. So he's like, OK, let's do a deal. And, you know, that I I like that kind of creepiness in, in the in the song because, you know, the fur. A long time with religion and everything. There's always been that that people have done packs with the devil, you know, yes. and like scary movies. It's always, oh, you know, there's scary movies like that. Like they make packs with the devil. I'll sell you my soul for money or po- or power, or knowledge, etc. Or or like to live forever, you know. It's so scary because even in like Disney movies, you right? See that. Well, Sleepy Hollow, you know, she sells her soul to the devil to control True. the headless, the headless horseman. horseman. So. No, but I'm talking about like Tiana and oh, like, the oh, Princess oh, of the Frog. Oh, like, yeah, that's true. That's yo. true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, so I like that creepiness about it because it's been around forever in our religion and, and everything and movies and, and all our culture and stuff. So I like that about it. And so anyway, so the devil tells him, okay, we're going to have a, <laughs> a duel. It's I, a fiddle duel. It, I was going to say a fiddle off. <laughs> <laughs> A fiddle off. So, yeah. So, he's, you know, he's like, we're going to play and see who the real best fiddle player is, you know. He's like, if you win, you're going to win my gold fiddle, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, apparently, that's all he's getting. I just really want, like, bragging rights. I know. I beat Satan type of stuff. Well, I guess if you have his gold fiddle, you would have bragging rights because you'd be like, how else would I get it? Right. True. And I out fiddled exactly, Satan. exactly. So he's like, "I'll give you my fiddle, but if you lose, I get your soul." You know, Ooh. and I'm taking you. How back is that down even trade? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Right. But I guess he was very confident. He knew that he was the best one. He's like, "Yeah, I got this." Johnny sounds a little <laughs> exactly. cocky. He's like, "I got this." Um, so. 
Anyway, he does play against the devil, and surprise, surprise, he wins, obviously. Yep. And he gets (laughs) bragging rights and that golden fiddle. Wow. Did he, like, die right after because he (laughs) outfiddled himself? Exactly. But, uh, so anyway, that's the whole song. Um... It was number three on the Billboard charts when it came out in 1979. Um, it got a lot of recognition uh, when it was included in Urban Cowboy, actually. Wait, guys, we totally forgot. Fun that fact. was a fun fact. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> that is a fun fact. It was in Urban Cowboy. Um, another fun fact. Fun fact. Um, Charlie Daniels who wrote the song and you know plays and sings it um he actually played with bob dylan too and you know bob dylan has that kind of country-ish bluegrassy kind of feel to him too anyway you know really just more poetic oh okay. but here's the thing because i reason just picture why, him and his why like I mentioned levi's him. <laughs> yeah well very poetic i don't know something about him you know like it has that, uh, well, I've always thought that country songs and bluegrass songs, too, are like poetry because they tell a story. You know what I mean? Like, they always kind of, exactly my point of the devil went down to Georgia. It's a story. Like, you can listen to the song and you will find out who broke whose heart or who cheated on who or what happened. You know, like, it's telling you a story. Um, I love that about country songs and bluegrass songs and <laughs> i do mm. anyway so a lot of people say that this song was kind of um inspired by the lonesome fiddle blues which was a vassar clement song but that is actually not the case in a lot of um interviews that they did with charlie daniels and everything he says that this, the song is actually inspired by a story um, or a poem, I should say, a 1925 poem. It's a Stephen Vincent Benet 1925 poem. It's called The Mountain Whipperpool Will. Um, apparently, he read it in high school. And it just kind of really stuck to him. And um, I haven't re- I haven't, I didn't really do research on the poem. But I'm thinking it's about somebody to do with like a, a contest or, or a duel or anything like that with really high stakes. Um, and then he wanted to do the story about a boy named Johnny that was going to prove that he was, you know, the best fiddle player and he wanted it to have really high stakes. And he's like, well, what's the highest stakes ever? Your soul. Um, but he does admire, like he's, he also said he does admire Vassar Clements. And he's a really good fiddle player. And so he wanted to do it. Um, so I guess that kind of, that part kind of inspired it. But the story itself was from that poem. I mean, like, but. the song itself is a fun song, too. It is. I like Like, the, I want to dance to oh, it. Oh, I do, too. But I, I always, every time I hear it, it reminds me of Coyote Ugly. Because ah. it's in that song. You know, it's like, in when the they're movie? in the, yeah, when, it, when she goes to the bar and she's doing the audition and oh, all the girls jump dancing. up there. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, get up there. And she's like, I don't know the dance. She's like, all right, bye. You know, like, <laughs> all right. If you don't know it, bye. I don't know. 
I love that movie. <laughs> Interesting. Coyote Ugly? Yeah. Mm. I do. What's oh her face? Oh, is oh in my it? God. Tyra do you? Yeah, Tyra Banks is in it. She's That's the girl that leaves. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. That, that Alexa scary. We have the Alexa scary sounds in the background. Yeah, scary I me right now. It's on by gremlins running around. Ooh, gremlins. Gremlins. Oh my goodness. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Talking about. Wait, 80s don't you have gre- another song that you're gonna cover? Do. Oh, sorry. Well, okay, but okay. I was gonna talk about. You know, you brought up Gremlins. That's a, like an old movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, an old movie from the '80s. Well, I was about to talk <laughs> about that. So, you know, the beautiful year of 1984 mm-hmm. brought me to this world. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, world. But also one of my favorite Christmas movies. Can you guess which one it is? Let me give you a hint. Okay, uh-huh. <clears throat> the hint goes like this: One, two, Freddy's coming for you. So, Nightmare on Three, Elm Street was better lock your <laughs> was made in nineteen eighty four. I'm trying to be oh, creepy wow, here. Sorry. Five, six, grab a crucifix, whatever you know. So seven, eight, it's already late. <laughs> mm-hmm. And don't fall asleep because uh, he's coming for you. So, I mean, it's technically not a song, more kind of like a No, it's rhyme. creepy. No, it's it creepy is. Though. But, you mm-hmm. know, in the movie, it's always like these kids that are singing it mm-hmm. and like jumping rope. And you're like, yo, what, why is it so okay. creepy? I have a question to ask you because then if you're saying this is one of your favorite movies, then you might know. I was just talking to Derek about this the other day. I got that Freddy Krueger is actually the person that like creeps me out the most out of all the old timey, like, like Mike Myers and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, Jason and all that stuff. Like for some reason, Freddie has always creeped me out the most. And I think it's because when I was little, my cousins were older because Fabian and I are kind of like the younger of, of the cousins and they would watch the movie and we weren't allowed to watch it. And then that <laughs> year that I was finally allowed to watch it, I was like, yes, okay. And I don't remember, so you could probably correct me on this. I don't remember if this is part one or two or three or et cetera, but it was a Freddy movie that I watched. So mind you, I've only watched one Freddy movie, okay, Okay. this one, and it scarred me for life. And this is back in the 90s that I watched it, too. Was it Freddy versus Jason? Because that one No, 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 no. It wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't a versus anything. It was just him. They fall asleep. One of the boys dreams. I think he's dreaming. That Freddy Krueger makes them all into pepperoni and, oh, he and puts eats them. On the them. Yeah, is I that number one? Number two. No, that's not the first oh, okay. one. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the one I saw. I got so creeped out. For, like, still to this day, it creeps me out if I think about it too much. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I cannot. I don't know. I just remember that scene. <laughs> all the kids are pepperoni. He's gonna eat them. They're all screaming and moving, and I'm like, ah, just freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it scarred me for life. It really did. It, well, I mean, okay, so in the first one, obviously, Johnny Depp is in it, and he's, like, 18 years old. Ooh, yeah, hot Johnny Depp. I know. But just uh, what I like about Freddy Krueger is that, like, you can't run from him. Mm-hmm. You're going to fall asleep. That's why he's the it's, scariest, because yes. it's in your dreams. Yeah. That's why That's he's how the he scariest. Gets you. Right. Yeah. Anyone else, you're like, okay, they're all human, Every human has some, you know, like weakness or something. We could throw something <laughs> at their head and knock them out at least enough, long enough to run. But in a dream, 
Uh-uh. You can't hide. You can't. There's yeah. no rules. There's, like, things change. Like, come on, the pizza thing? Like, right. that doesn't... You can't make... Like, Jason and, and uh, Mike Myers can't make us into <laughs> <laughs> toppings, pizza toppings, and eat us, That's you know? That's true. That's why he's the but, scariest, right? I mean, you, you know I'm not really big on kind of, like, cult scary movies mm-hmm. and like religious demon like scary movies yeah, but i enjoy freddy krueger i enjoy michael myers now jason i've never watched mm-hmm. so what is that friday the 13th or whatever jason is um friday the 13th yeah yeah Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. i've the never 13th, watched yeah. one except for you know freddy versus jason and i mm-hmm. definitely was rooting for freddy like yeah get him right um but you know like we were talking about dreams Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think or believe rather that your loved ones from the past that are no longer with us present themselves in your dreams. Okay. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Um, I've had a lot of crazy dreams <laughs> and, uh, some of them I kind of feel that they do come true and everything, but I also don't remember my dreams too often, ah. so I can't really know, you know, like, oh, yeah, something like this. I dreamt and then it happened, you know, but I know it has happened because once I dream it, then it happens soon after. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just, you know, dreamt that or or something similar to that or something like that. But I see, you know, but what do you have you or what? Well, no, not necessarily a dream, but I did have a um, I wouldn't say like a paranormal experience or something like that happened because uh, I respect it because I kind of believing it. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, mess with it or anything like right. that. But um, it was more kind of like a, like a spiritual thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle passed away um, a couple of years ago. And when I went back to my home in El Salvador, uh, I was in his room mm-hmm. and he used to have, well, he still, well, rather the boom box is still in his room uh and when i visited about two years ago before the whole covid thing i went in there and spoke to my uncle you know because i i didn't get a chance to say goodbye mm-hmm. and as soon as i was like done saying like theo i love you type of thing why did his boom box turn on are you serious i kid you not so this isn't and, a dream. This no, actually no, no. happened. This is, oh, okay. Like oh, right. I went there physically and I'm there. In and my it turned on room. as soon as you said bye. And I was like, bye. I just got chills Girl. all over. Yes. I'm not kidding. I like, I, I'm a scaredy cat. You know, I'm yeah, a big scaredy cat. Yeah, yeah. So I just sort of kind of sat there and I was like, um, what is going on? And it's not like a specific song came on or anything. No, no. But still just, just electricity turning yes, it on. You know, just they the fact, say And that, I was yeah. like. Theo, you're actually here, huh? Like, like I kept talking to him as yeah. if he was there, you know, yeah. because like I'm telling you, he passed away at the house, mm-hmm. not in his room, but at the house. My mom was there with him and I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And I love I love till this day my uncle so much because a lot of my childhood has him in it. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that I went there and said bye to him and I felt like I was talking to him and I took it as an acknowledgement from him, like. Hey, like, I'm okay. I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be fine. I'm fine. And it was just kind of like a sense of relief, too. Oh, I you know? Like, 
and some piece or something. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I, you know, I stayed there for about two weeks, and every day it was like, "Hey, good morning, Theo," as if he was actually still there because right. it was just something that came natural, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Did not a dream. Did you also feel like a like his presence there? Or no, like you that? know what? As, as weird as it sounds, it was actually really cold in his room. Oh, okay. And El Salvador is like in Central America. Yeah, it was, it's hot. What you know, month was this? Yeah. It was actually in January. Okay. So, so it would be like a little cooler humid. though, right? But um, not really. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's it's perfect weather. That's what my parents always visit during January. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice and warm, except at night when you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, la neblina. What is that? Fog. Yeah, but no, I don't know. <laughs> you, you're but yeah, sure. better than mine. So <laughs> well, you're neblina me. in Spanish, right? You know when it sets, it's like it makes it cold. <laughs> but this was like you know midday type of thing when we arrived and stuff. But it felt colder than usual. Oh, okay, colder okay. than usual. And then of course I revisited the room and it didn't feel that same way. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, when I told my mom, she was like totally with it. She was like, OK, yeah, you, you got to say bye. You know, and my mom's a very religious person. So for her to just so be does like, she believe it, too? Does she she was like, yeah, that's probably your deal. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't, mm-hmm. you know, question or anything right. like that, which I appreciate because anybody would be like, no, you're making things up. You're seeing things, mm-hmm. things that are not Skeptical really there. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just. It, it felt good. It was mm-hmm. like a good experience. I've also had a scary experience too. Okay, tell me. Well, do you, do you want me to tell you about something? Yes, I, just, I do. Yes, because your a... face lit up like, ooh, <clears throat> tell me, tell me. Well, because when you were saying about that about your uncle and everything, um, you know, and people that have passed and everything, uh, I. I do feel, you know, like with the, with the boombox turning on and you're saying, you know, they always kind of say, and everyone has seen all those ghost hunter shows and everything. By this point, we all kind of know, okay, electric, you know, electromagnetic activity and, and uh, that all spirits, you know, are made up of energy and so they could kind of manipulate uh, electronic devices that sometimes they drain batteries off of, of things and things like that. So that, you know, that or was really like the, interesting. The flicker of the light. Right. Um, I've also, and I know I, I, and I don't even know if I have probably even told you this story. So if you've heard it, sorry, but, uh, it's my go-to ghost story cause it is really freaky, but, um, I've always kind of have heard that like when people um, are pregnant that you just kind of are a little bit more intuitive and stuff like during that time when you're pregnant. I've always kind of heard that as to begin with. I've always kind of thought that I am a very intuitive person to begin with. Like I've always kind of been able to tell like when someone is sincere and when someone's just kind of faking being nice and you know and and that has helped me a lot you pick up on like yeah. people's auras yeah stuff. like if exactly like if i like you i like you from the get-go i am not the type of person like oh they'll grow on you like that does not work with me either i like you or i don't like you i'll still be polite to you but i won't i won't like you you know so i'm i feel like i am intuitive as it is to begin with Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not intuitive. <laughs> okay, but but when you were pregnant, what happened? 
But when I was pregnant with Bella, um, so this is 12 years ago, we were living in Columbus, Ohio. We lived in a, a house that was built in the 20s. It was so built it was in haunted. 1925. It was haunted. Well, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it was built in 1925. It was um, a very like Art Deco-y kind of uh, style. Ah. It was beautiful. It was like brick and hardwood floors, the claw, claw foot tub, you know, um, wow. like exposed brick in some areas and everything. It was cute. It was really, really cute. I loved that like house as soon as we, well, I found it on Craigslist. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is our house. Like I didn't even want to look at anything <laughs> else. And we weren't even pregnant yet. And I was like, this is our house. This is our house. And I told Derek, we, you know, we ended up moving. We ended up moving. And uh, so we moved in, like, October. And um, I got pregnant soon after. And there was a, so all the rooms were upstairs. It was a two-story house. And so all the rooms were upstairs. The only thing that was downstairs was the kitchen the uh dining room and the living room and then there was also a basement obviously so technically it's three stories right and since it's such an old house um you know that somebody has died there (laughs) it just happened i'm sure it's happened not a murder or anything maybe (laughs) but maybe just of natural causes i mean it's from the 20s so i already kind of had to put that in my mind like that's gonna be in there you know so whatever um, the basement didn't really creep me out, which I thought was going to really creep me out with <laughs> creepy basement, but it didn't. And the bottom, the, the first floor where the kitchen, the dining room and, and the living room were didn't creep me out either or anything, but upstairs. So I'm pregnant, Derek, you know, and I have different work schedules. He's at work. Ups- I was upstairs in the bedroom. Coco's in the room with me. And all of a sudden... I don't know. I was watching TV or something, but I feel like someone is coming up the stairs and coming down the hallway. You know, so I'm thinking, oh, maybe Derek got off work early or something. You know, you or, like, or maybe it's an intruder. <laughs> Let me and go you check. Like, you know, hear the footsteps type of thing. Um, or, or was it more like I can't a describe feeling? it if it was like maybe it's been too long that I can't describe it if it was actual footsteps or just a feeling that it was footsteps. You know, kind of when you feel like a presence. If, even if your tur- your back is turning, you feel like someone Someone's walk into there, a room. Yeah. You feel like a presence kind of, you know, and you kind of turn around. You know, we all kind of do that. It kind of felt like that. Okay. So I'm like, okay, maybe someone is trying to break in because Derek should be at work. Or, you know, hopefully he got off work. And I went down the hallway and I swear, I didn't see anything. I didn't see like a mess or something see-through or anything like that. But I felt that... There was a little boy like playing in the hallway and just staring at me like and just like it was a boy. It was a boy. It wasn't like I felt in all my being that it wasn't a girl, that it wasn't an adult. I knew it was like an old timey from the 20s, 30s little boy. And I and then, you know, like everyone always says, oh, when you have things like that and you're pregnant, it's because you think you're going to have a boy or you feel a boy because you're going to have a boy. Like, right. no, I had a girl and I always needed to. And that's another thing, too. When I got pregnant, I always knew it was going to be a girl. 
I didn't even pick out a boy name. That's how much <laughs> I knew it was going to be a girl. Wow. I told Derek's grandmother before she passed that we were going to have a girl and we were pregnant for like two months. Wow. And I only had her name picked out and everything. And I knew that it was a little boy and it looked like I didn't feel fear. I didn't feel he's going to hear he's here to attack me or that there was malice or anything like that. I wasn't even scared. I didn't run away. I just stood there in the like opening of the doorway just and I could feel that there was a little boy in, in his plate. And then from time to time throughout the pregnancy, I, I would feel him like in Bella's room. She, her room was right next to ours. I would kind of feel that he would go into that room a lot. So maybe that was his room when he was alive on this earth, you know. I didn't really even feel him downstairs in the second room and even in the basement, like I told you, just that third room. Wow. And um, and then it stopped right after I had Bella. I didn't feel him yeah, after. Yeah, I was going to ask you that if yeah. he was still I well, did not feel him after ever again. And I would always tell Derry again, I've always still, I've told this story so many times too, so that's why I didn't know if I had ever told you, but like, He's all like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, rolled his eyes because he doesn't really believe it. But I really, like, I thought, I think there was a little boy there. And I think he's yeah. just kind of curious or looking after me while I was pregnant. I don't know. I really yeah, don't know. But definitely. I never felt I it after. Because, you know, you only saw him or felt his presence rather while pregnant. While pregnant. Just while yeah. I was pregnant. And we, you know, we lived there when Bella was born. We lived there till she was four or five. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, in the 1920s or before that, a lot of people had, like, home births. So, mm-hmm. maybe his mama was pregnant and Well, that's another thing. I didn't feel that he was, like, an an infant or a toddler. He felt yeah, like, like he was, like, six or seven. Oh. Like, you know, around that age. Like, like, he looked like a little boy already. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not, when I say that he looked, it's not like I could see him. So I know it sounds so weird to explain it. I can't no, really explain. Like, like in my head, in my image, in my head. Him? Yes. That's how I pictured him. Yeah. He felt like a seven, eight year old boy. That was curious. That was like, or looking after me. I have no idea. And I'm a big old klutz. And with the <laughs> like stairs, you know. Yeah. And and around snow time too, because there were stairs outside to go to the car to the s- oh. stairs, you know. And it snows out there like crazy. So there's ice and everything. And that's how I had my first accident, you know, when I fell down all the stairs. So maybe he was looking after me so i'm not so much you know would he it be a like, clutch oh, and fall, goes, right right fall down the stairs <laughs> exactly well do i don't you, know do you like happen to have any more of these like paranormal supernatural stories i have just one more that i always tell to these are like my go-to <laughs> see i haven't ever been um i haven't really been uh like a I love paranormal stuff. I love ghost stuff. I love seance stuff, magic stuff. I love aliens, super, you know, just I love the supernatural stuff. Um, but I've, I always look outside and, and try to see a UFO, but I try to see if I could catch a UFO, but I've never had the pleasure of doing that. Um, but I, since we do watch that a lot, and you know, like, Derek and I watch a lot of supernatural shows and things like that. We're thinking of possibly doing a new podcast. Uh, it's going to be coming soon. It's going to be something supernatural. And uh, I'm going to have guests come on here and just talk about, you know, uh, their supernatural experiences. Or Can we also talk about, like, 
folklore and stuff oh yeah yeah yes i would love that i would love to know all the like folklore from all our you know all of the different countries and and there's also um a lot of haunted locations from different states i want to you know just go over every okay i'll be here for that right so we got to check that out but uh, I think we're running out of time, so we we do definitely have to save the other story, my other story, to yes. for the next and podcast. And you did promise me candy because <laughs> I said trick or treat as right? soon as I got here. But um, I hope everyone enjoyed this Halloween podcast, and I hope everyone has a fun and safe Halloween on Sunday night. Um, and start working on your own Halloween mix, you know, play right, for next exactly. year. Exactly. Start getting those songs <laughs> ready for next year. So, hey, if there's a Christmas one, there's got to be a Halloween one. We should do like a, a November, like a turkey one, too. Uh, <laughs> like no. a Thanksgiving one. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I hope you guys like this. Uh, stay tuned for our next podcast, uh, Something Supernatural. Thanks. Bye. Have a good night.